right on. Hey, welcome everybody to a Friday show. I figured I'd play some happy music because the sun is shining. It is Friday and for most people, it is a long weekend. Hey, everybody, get the shares out. Let people know that this is going live. We're going to be breaking some news here today. Of course, this is news, views, opinions, and attitudes. And But you don't know I'm not the one with the attitude. It's Christy. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, we've all got attitudes today because it's Friday. Woohoo! <laughs> That's right. And we're probably breaking some news. In fact, we might, well, it looks like in the next 24 hours, maybe even immediately after this show, we have another interview. Apparently, the interview we did with the governor governor uh, candidate yesterday uh, went very well. And now we have a senator with some breaking news and a huge challenge he's throwing out. This guy's going to drop some bombs, Christy. I cannot wait, Jeff. Um, the minute um, he heard the Candace interview, I've gotten so many um, calls from Georgia. And this gentleman called me and said, I have got a press release that I'm going to be re releasing around 1.30. And you're going to be the first interview. I would love for you to be the first interview afterwards because I'm going to be dropping bombs. And so I cannot wait. We don't even know what those are yet, Jeff. Yeah. And this we're all going to find out at the same time, I think, right? Are you, we're going to air the interview live, correct? Well, uh, we'll see. I haven't decided yet on the best course, but that is very possible that we would do it live. Although, you know, the live thing, it's, it's kind of, a, especially when we do it on video, I really like to do it on YouTube, but I'm committed to not doing it on YouTube anymore. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why, Jeff. That censorship's really, gate's really, like, coming down hard and heavy, right? And, and you know what? I, I get asked all the time, Christy, why... Why our channel, and you know, obviously our you know our new channel is a lot smaller than our first channel was, and uh, you know, Podbean is where we have sixty five thousand some subscribers now here on Podbean, and I think we got about thirteen thousand or something like that on YouTube. So why do they pick on us? And I've come to the one conclusion: it's because you know sometimes we get facts wrong, sometimes we get intel wrong. But we've always got an interesting point of view that no one else is putting out. Well, until they copy us, Christy, because they do do that. But we mix yes, it in with do. the word of God, which is very dangerous to the enemy. That is true. We, we, when, we, when we whip out those Bible verses, man, and we know what we're talking about when it comes to, to the Bible, Satan does not like that at all. I mean, I've gotten um, intel even from Georgia of people, you know, some people are trying to talk about me and disfame me. And, you know, and I'm like, and my, some of my good friends are telling me and it's, it's kind of shocking, really, you know, but at the same time, you know what, I really don't care because, you know what, some people are just absolutely on Team Satan. And that's just something we have to deal with. You know, they, they may think that they are not but when they're not doing good and they're not standing up for their own families and all they can do is gossip about me and little things and things that absolutely do not matter um the things that they're picking on you know what i feel really sorry for them well you cannot serve two masters that is for sure and if you are not serving the lord 
Um, even out of ignorance, you are serving the other one. You could be the greatest guy or girl in the world, but if you don't know Jesus, you're serving the world and you're serving uh, Satan's kingdom. So that's just a fact. Uh, we can back that up biblically, of course, and so a lot of people are doing it out of ignorance. Uh, but, you know, listen, it, it is what it is. We have the truth and we're coming after them too because we want them in the kingdom. Uh, they can throw as much stuff at us as they want. Uh, we'll pray them into the kingdom. And prayer works, folks. Yes, it does, Jeff. It certainly does. And, you know, the biggest thing with, you know, with when, when this friend called me, you know, they were thinking that I was going to be like really upset. And I'm like, you know what? All we have to do is love these people. That's it. We're loving them, listening, keeping on. And guess what? Eventually they're going to come around. Either they're going to come around. They're going to see that we are telling the truth and that, you know, things are quite shocking right now. And it's very difficult for people to understand through this propaganda, Jeff. I mean, it is it is quite shocking. I was even really shocked in the Candace interview when she was talking about those furries. I mean, I, I don't know if I even looked at looked back at the video and I'm like, because <laughs> I wondered what my own face looked like because I couldn't even like contain my thoughts like you know because i had not heard of the furries before i've heard a lot of things and matter of fact i called one of our defend florida leaders and i said do we have a problem in miami dade schools because i know we we have a problem with um, critical race theory and other things that we've all gone to speak on but I had no idea anything about the furries. They said that we're not having a problem here with the furries yet. However, they know it's on the radar and we're all to be watching out for it. And, you know, while it may not be in your school system so far, that doesn't mean it's not there and or coming. And we need to be able to know, you know, that these Satanists who have, you know, taken Halloween costumes a little too far, we need to watch out for that and, you know, maybe think about what our kids are doing and how they're reacting because, you know, Jeff, there's these things I, I got to thinking called shark dog and it goes shark dog, shark dog, shark dog. Well, this shark dog, he can't decide if he's a shark or a dog. So he's both. So we all know that that's not biologically possible and they're really, you know, using even cartoons like that to brainwash children. They are, and this this furries thing is actually really perverse. And uh, to be honest, I had my first introduction to it. I guess it was uh, my wife wanted to watch a Christmas movie. I think it was it wasn't this Christmas. It was last Christmas, and it was actually not a bad movie. But then it turned into this thing about these furries, and the, even the main character ends up joining these furries at the end. And so these furries, they they put on. Uh, animal costumes essentially and they grope each other like it, it's really sick oh yeah it's uh, you know and when I was telling my husband about it I was in shock and he's like honey this has been happening for thousands of years <laughs> and I have not you know read up on the history of it I haven't had a chance to do that but you know it is shocking that some of these things have been happening right underneath our noses and for you know those people out there maybe like myself who you know, have just been regular people, you know, going about your your jobs and, and seeing things. And, you know, in my case, you know, working around a lot of celebrities and things, I, you know, I, I haven't worked with anyone, you know, as deep as, you know, some of the people that we are, you know, have exposed or that, you know, have come about here lately. I'll say I've had the pleasure of, for the most part, being on the good side 
of um, Holly Weird, but I do know that it's very weird. It feels very strange. And um, they are constantly trying to manipulate um, to get what they want. So whether it's manipulating their looks, manipulating, um, you know, genders, and now we're turning, you know, children into animals. You know, I think that's, it's, hopefully most parents will see that that's gone way too far. And um, if there's anything to talk about, I would say it's that um, in terms of with your neighbors, because, you know, that that is just, it's, it's appalling. I think it is getting a lot of attention. Um, even though Candace had brought it up in other interviews, um, one thing a lot of my Georgia friends couldn't believe was that it was happening in Georgia already. And Jeff, do you know another one of my friends who actually does work with um, a lot of celebrities, um, especially celebrities in the black community, she said one of her friends was fired from a, uh, from a teaching position for not answering to meow. For oh, not answering shit. to meow. The, the child was meowing, okay? So I need to be really clear on this. The child was meowing and she would, the teacher would not respond to meow. So, um, you know, it's just, it's just absolutely crazy. I mean, uh, that's the only way I know to put it. I mean, I'm just, it, you know, like I said, I'm still in shock. I'm sorry that I just keep rambling on about it, everybody, but it, it is one of those things that if I'm in shock, I feel like everybody else will definitely be in shock. Um, and, you know, maybe this is one of the things to help wake your neighbors up. I don't know. I mean, you know, we're, we are in an upside down world right now and um, we have to do something to wake these people up. Well, and it's gone as far as they, they're actually putting litter boxes inside of the washrooms in the schools for these furries who obviously can't use the litter box, but they're doing it to accommodate them. That's how ridiculous this is. You know, this is the next gender that they're going to pull out and it, it's really disgusting and just going back to when i saw it in that movie you know it's not a mistake that it was in a christmas movie in a christ mass movie you, you know like the, the, you can't make this stuff up and everything is foreshadowed through hollywood and then it starts to manifest here uh because they're casting their spells it's hollywood folks hollywood is the is the wood that they use for magic wands. They're casting spells with all of their movies. And, you know, they're, they're putting this on society and it's just, it's just gone too far. It has to, it has to all burn down. Well, before we all burn with it, because America is the great Babylon. Yeah. I call it Holly weird. You know, I, I, I'm the, California is now California and um, Holly weird is Holly weird. But you know, one really interesting thing, Jeff, is that, Georgia, the state that I'm from, so the state of Georgia, do you know it's supposed to be a mirror of the Ukraine? Because, you know, Ukraine, part of the Ukraine used to be Georgia. Isn't that right? I mean, I could, you know, people need to fact check this because I'm no expert on this, but it's my understanding that the Ukraine used to be Georgia. Jeff, you may know more than I do on this. Um, but it's really like one of the mirrored cities that you guys have talked about on other episodes and other shows in the past. Well, and so the importance of that is that if you think about it, we know about all the corruption in the Ukraine. We know that all these billions of dollars to defend uh, Ukraine aren't about defending the Ukrainian people. It's about protecting their secrets that are in Ukraine right now. And that's all coming about. But 
you look at it, if you think of Georgia, the state in the United States, as being a mirrored city, why do you think they would put the Georgia Guidestones there? They could have been in Idaho. They could have been anywhere else, but they specifically chose Georgia. And, you know, Georgia, if it, you know, as, as in Georgia, the uh, part of Russia, uh, if I'm not mistaking, where it was before, was, uh, you know, that's, that's just so highly corrupt and, you know, it's cabal territory. You know, Georgia, the uh, Ukraine, the Netherlands, these are the hotspots. Let's think about this, too. A lot of people may not realize that that um, Georgia is the new Hollyweird. Um, so we have to remember that a lady named Stacey Abrams ran and she ran as a black candidate and was all about, you know, being black instead of about her her being, you know, a good person or a good fit for Georgia. It was really all about her race, you know, so she basically ran on race. Oprah comes to her rescue to um, try to get her elected and, and over Commie Kemp. So this was over, you know, Kemp, who is an abs who is the current governor that's an absolute commie. So basically you had two probably communists running at the same time. And you're in a state where Jekyll Island, where Jekyll Island was the area where the central banking system or the reserves or something was founded. Okay, so all of these elites have places and that's considered swampland um swampland okay so you kind of go back to the swamp and who keeps talking about they're going to drain the swamp well they mean the swamp in more ways than one okay so you've got that and then on top of all of that you have got holly weird infiltrating georgia so georgia if you look at your movies the majority of movies that are on netflix that you're probably watching um they are made in georgia and and Atlanta Hartsville Jackson Airport is the busiest airport in the entire world. That is the reason I asked Candace yesterday in the interview what she was going to do to stop child trafficking coming through Georgia. So that is the importance of Georgia, guys. I'm not just trying to, you know, do this or or expose this because I'm from there and because I have a lot of family and friends that I dearly love that are there. Yes, that is the truth, you know, and I know that they have a hard time understanding all of this and they don't really realize what they're really under, the attacks that they're under. Um, at, at, because, you know, they're going about their daily lives right now. They're able to, you know, just really be normal. Other than Jeff, there's one thing that's really strange about Georgia that I noticed that, that, that they didn't, you know, the people of Georgia don't really understand that's not everywhere else is there are these massive signs. Okay, so you know, there's when you go inside of a restaurant, there's typically like a two glass doors. So those glass doors typically are about 36 inches wide each seven foot or seven and a half foot tall. And on one of the doors, more covering more than half of the door are these laws and regulations about eating at a restaurant such as Chick-fil-A about how they're not responsible if you get sick. And it's it's like the strangest thing. So the fear factor is still there for people of Georgia. And I think they just don't realize it. Like I actually said to my daughter, like, you know, how long has those, how long have those signs been up? She was like, oh, they're, they're pretty much everywhere now. You know, like as if it's normal. And I'm like, well, that's not really normal. Like we don't have any of those signs in Freedom Florida um, on, on our, um, on our doors of restaurants, you know, kind of fear factoring people 
um, eating there. I mean, so I thought that was really, really strange. Um, you know, but, but Georgia has so much, and then there's the Guidestones, you know, so I mean, and, and any, I say anytime the History Channel has done um, anything and they're trying to contradict a theory, then the theory is probably true, you know, because look and see who produce, produces the movies um, that you're watching. You know, it's just, it's just beyond me. It's beyond anything I ever thought that would happen in the state of Georgia. And, you know, just before we move on to Georgia, because we're going to have some uh, somewhat breaking news, I think, uh, at least a, a, certainly a theory that is uh, no one else is talking about because I have a, a pretty inventive mind, of course. But uh, the one other point about Georgia that we should make uh, when you had mentioned it's kind of the second Hollywood now, um, all the Hollywood stars were going to pull out of uh, Georgia because they were going to stop abortions. Remember, that, you know, if unless you kill babies, we're not going to produce movies. There was uh, was their line of attack. And uh, Stacey Abrams, of course, most famously for writing soft porn novels, uh, that's her gig. So that kind of fits in. But don't forget Tyler Perry Studios. That's where the White House is. Uh, that I'm certainly filming a lot of the uh, the White House stuff at because, you know, when you watch Nancy Drew and Penguin Six and Richard Citizen Journalist and stuff like that, and they're broadcasting live saying they're not here, folks. So where are they? It's got to be Tyler Perry Studios or Amazon Studios in California. Well, okay, Jeff, you know what Tyler Perry Studios is actually built on, right? Tyler Perry Studios is built no. on a is built on a former army base. Did you oh, know that? My goodness. The, yeah. No, I didn't know that. You can't even make this stuff up, guys. I mean, really, you can't. I mean, it sounds like you know. I, I tell people, you know, when I'm trying to speak to them on a one on one, you know, like friends that are there. It's built on McForce, uh, uh, Fort McPherson Army Base. Yeah. It's a 330-acre lot that's located in the heart of Atlanta on historic grounds of the former Fort McPherson Army Base. The major motion picture studio is one of the largest production facilities in the country. It showcases 40 buildings on the National Registrar of Historic Places, 12 purpose-built sound stages, 200 acres of green space, and a diverse back lot. Tyler Perry Studios' Fort McPherson is the fourth expansion in the linear of the writer, actor, producer, director, and philanthropist creative empire. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's insane. Absolutely insane. So when, you, when you think about that, how does someone acquire a military base land? You have to be pretty connected to get that. So there's a number one. And most likely, if it's a military base, there's underground military base there too so very suspect going back to the child trafficking and everything else you got to suspect that it's all happening there well so, let's wow that's a little bit of the history jeff jeff the history is really interesting i've got some facts here for you according to tylerperrystudios.com just in case you're wondering where i'm getting this information under history fort mcpherson was an active army base from night from 1885 until 2011 
At the time of its closure, the base was one of the largest command centers in the U.S. military. The installation was home to the U.S. Army Forces Command called Force Com, which, is, which was responsible for the command and the control, unit training, and operation readiness of the active Army. This base has also served as headquarters of the U.S. Army Reserve Command, the U.S. Army Central, and the U.S. Army Installation Command for the Southeast Region. Jeff, where did that base go? If we got rid of the base in 2011, who was ruling in 2011? Please tell me. Yeah. President, hello. Yep. Under under Obama, um, we lost this military base because you know, it, it, right at the world's largest, busiest airport. Everyone, again, reminder: largest, busiest airport is. Atlanta Hartsville Jackson Airport. What do you think of? I've already told you that Border Control in Miami has already confirmed that children are being trafficked as young as, young as two years old. Imagine what they're doing at the at the busiest airport in the entire world. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. So let's let's move on to some breaking news. Well, so sort of breaking news. About a month ago, we had a guest on Christy uh, James Roguski. And he broke the news about what the uh, World Health Organization is pushing through this weekend, uh, at least is going for a reading, and essentially it gives the World Health Organization power to go past a country's sovereignty and to determine health laws in every single country. And they can determine what the reactions are. So think lockdowns again, think quarantining, think contact tracing. I'm going to explain this all in a minute. But based on if there's a health emergency or a pandemic. But here's the catch. They get to define what a health emergency is or what a pandemic is. So they can do this at will. That is absolutely insane, Jeff. I mean, the thought that the thought that any politician can sign away anything for us. I mean, I don't know who they think they're ruling, but I can imagine that America is going to come unpinned um, if this guy even thinks he can sign a piece of paper and sign away our freedoms. I've got news for him. I think that that he might need a new day. It's the Biden administration that made it that way. And it's funny how it just made the mainstream news yesterday. So, for instance, this story was featured on Tucker Carlson yesterday. Uh, So, you know, they do it at the very last minute. It comes up on on mainstream media. That is not by mistake. That's just to let you know you're about to get it. Exactly. And and to think that, you know, this has been happening, that we've known about this and that it's taken the media over a month to pick this up. I mean, it's it's like they, they wait until they think that people can't do anything about it. And so, you know, the reality of that is just insanity that, that they would think that, you know, they can just sneak this by and, oh, well, it was too late. It's already been done. No, it's not. Sorry, people. It's not. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you how this ties into 2,000 mules, which is going to be an interesting take on it, and that no no one else is coming out with. But the but before I get to that, uh, you'll if you see in the news now, there's a new strain of what's called monkeypox, and it's gone into Canada, it's gone in the United States. There's been cases in Europe already, and so this is a visible disease 
which will really get the people who were scared about the invisible disease to be really reactive to it. And uh, they're pro- they're forecasting it right now, folks. Uh, whether it's look, it could be Marburg, it could be uh, monkeypox, but something is going to happen before the November election in the United States. Of course, Jeff, and where did this monkeypox break out? Um, could that be the United Kingdom on April 29th of this year? Um, it, it presented monkeypox symptoms in a British resident who had conveniently traveled to Nigeria. So again, what are we trying to do? We're trying to bring Africans into this, right? I mean, how how sick can these people get? You know, it's, it, the individual sub, subsequently returned to the United Kingdom on May the 4th, according to Wikipedia, importing the index case of the outbreak into the country. So this one guy has like done an outbreak of monkeypox into the whole country of the United Kingdom. That's right. So obviously the tie in with the monkeypox and everything else and them being able to lock down. So now it won't be Pelosi and Schumer. It will be the World Health Organization that locks everyone down and forces mail-in ballots again, right? But that's not the tie-in that I'm talking about with uh, 2,000 Mules. And everyone, uh, put in the chat if you're familiar with uh, 2,000 Mules, the movie that's going around. Thank you very much, Elbows. Thank you for that. Um, Of course, that is all about the geo-tracking through cell phone data that is out there. And so... What the 2,000 Mules has done, and and let me preface this for a second. Whenever I see someone on TV who is on the right or on the left, they are playing the right-left game, which is an illusion. There is no right and left. They're reading the same script. They're just playing against each other and pretending that you have a voice that's out there. There's very few, less than 10 people in government that's good. I'd say it's probably less than five that's good, at least on the federal level. And so they're putting all this stuff out there with the contact, with the uh, geo-tracking. Now, how does this tie in? So the World Health Organization gets the powers to say this. So monkeypox guy walks into McDonald's. You go into McDonald's an hour after him, and now you've got the World Health Police because the enforcement agencies are the countries. The countries are going to be obligated to enforce what the World Health Organization says. So now you get a knock on your door and say, hey, monkey pox guy was in McDonald's. You were there an hour later, so you have to come with us to a FEMA camp. That's right. You win an all-inclusive vacation to the FEMA camp in the mountains. It comes with shackles. It comes with no pillow and a hard floor to sleep on. AKA, welcome to the new gulag. And you've just put yourself there because you did not speak out in time. So these cases, I mean, they are, I'm literally reading Sky News right now. Um, Seven minutes ago, Sky News posted monkeypox cases in the UK are more than double to 20. The WHO says the summer festivals could accelerate the spread of the disease. So here it comes. And I want to describe what this is, Jeff, what monkeypox are so that people know what they're looking out for. And, And I want to say this. Every photo I'm seeing online, if you just go online and search monkeypox, do you know 
how convenient is it that they're showing only black people with monkeypox, Jeff? I mean, this is also sickening that they would do this to to the black community again. But these are basically they look like blisters that are swelling up. Where chickenpox are like small and red, these things look like massive festers. I'm going to call them like they look like massive acne bumps. Um, but evidently, they can go like all over your entire body. But What's really sickening, guys, is they they really like almost every monkeypox photo. Um, if you just search monkeypox, it's it's a lot of black people. There's a couple of white people showing their monkeypox open wounds. So I don't know if this is on purpose or not, but you know, it's like what are they trying to do the black community again? I'm sorry, I you know I'm not trying to bring race into this, but they always they, I feel like they're always on attack with with black. The black community trying to make scare the black community into something you know and i just think it's gross and sick well i i, I think it listen it's always about the blood and i think that uh that black people have a, a very precious blood type and they're very precious in god's sight uh just like the you know the jewish and the uh and the Iroquois and, you know, the indigenous people, they've always been targeted for a reason. And I believe it's about the blood personally. Uh, but so back, back to the 2000 mules, here's why I think this is just part of the whole game that we're watching. Because we knew about the election problems. We knew about the mules already. We knew about the ballots. We have video evidence of all this in the past. We know about the machines. We know about all this stuff. We have all the evidence that it was foreseen. So, you know, 2,000 mules really wasn't as groundbreaking. It might have been done in a good way that ordinary people would see it and, and be able to understand it. And kudos to Dinesh D'Souza for doing that. However, what has it done? It is put into the spotlight, geolocating. So this becomes normalized. And that way, when they start to implement it for their contract tracing FEMA camps, that is the game. Yep, I, I agree, Jeff. And and being you know in the technology background, I mean everything that we do, we're carrying around all these apps on our phone, and um, I want to teach people how to get those off. Um, so eventually, you know, get them off of their phones the best way possible. I'm actually doing quite a bit of research on that. I have not found a 100% solution, um, but yeah, they are definitely tracking and tracing us on multiple apps on our phone um including obviously the big ones you know whether it's gmail chrome um depending which apps you have downloaded obviously facebook i mean really every single app that's free the reason they have them they're giving them for free is because they're able to sell your data from those um from those phones and i mean from your from your phone because you have your, your location, they can listen in on you. It's my understanding they even um, did that with printers. Um, so like when you bought an average printer, um, there's a connection that I believe I found, I'm trying to research it to make sure it's actually true, uh, but where the Clintons actually embedded, or partnered with, um, I believe it was Hewlett Packard to put a chip in your average printer that you had no idea of so that they could listen in on each one of our homes. So even though you may not have Alexa or um, Google Nest in your home, you, you may have a printer that has a chip already and may not even realize it. 
Well, and a couple things that people don't realize is, so first of all, with your eye, with an iPhone in particular, and this has been proven, it takes a picture of you every five seconds. So (laughs) like they're, they're doing all kinds of stuff. But uh, if, if you understand just a little bit of basic science, a camera is the same as a display device. It's just reversed. Okay. So a display device, i.e. your TV can actually see you and a mic uh, and a speaker is actually a microphone inverted and a speaker can be used as a microphone. So, you know, these technologies are there. You're under surveillance completely all the time. And, uh, that's how they enslave us. Yes, it is. And, you know, there are times, Jeff, the one, one of the things that I do is I really try to leave my phone um, when I'm going to have a conversation that I really don't want anyone listening in on. I'll say, like, listen, let's leave our phones here. Go for a walk. You know, you can get away from it. Um, it it's perfectly fine. And, you know, there are things like regular cameras that you can pick up if you really, you know, some people will say, oh, but I want to make sure I have my camera. You know, because there's no phone, um, even if even if, if even if the phone is old and it's not connected to um, actual service, they can still spy on you through your phone. That's right. And when they bring in this whole new QF and it's totally secure and everything else, that just means total control, folks. Um, and but that will eventually usher it. You cut out for just a second. Did you say QF QFS? Yeah, the quantum system that's coming in. Uh, they're going to sell it as being the ultimate in security, but it's the ultimate in security for them, not for you. And uh, that will yeah. give them ultimate control over everything. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, and they're definitely making a hard push. Um, it's my understanding that with this whole WHO thing that over um, like 190 nations, I want to say, have, have signed up to follow the U.S. if the U.S., does it from what I've read, um, and I believe from what um, James said in the interview, um, it's it's a lot of this is based on whether the U.S. does things or not. So if we think that it doesn't matter if we do things, I mean, the world is basically begging us to do something. You know, I have team members in Pakistan, um, Bangladesh, Philippines, China, and they're you know they're they're constantly asking me what's happening here if we're doing anything and you know, making sure that we know what's happening there. Like tensions are rising right now in Pakistan because they're trying to do the track and trace there. And um, their government officials, one regime that's the outgoing regime is basically trying to start a civil war um, with, you know, dividing people with the incoming regime. And really both regimes seem to be bad, if you ask me. So that's a little news directly from Pakistan, from people in Pakistan. Um, the elections just happened in the Philippines, same thing. Um, I'm not sure if they have their actual results in yet. I have not gotten boots on the ground information. And that's what I'm talking about here is that the information I just gave you regarding Pakistan is boots on the ground from last night. So that's what's happening there. They're, they're constantly trying to divide everybody for everything. I really think this whole bunky pox is a, another way to try to scare um, the people that they, they've managed to scare. I mean, really, the people that I know that are still wearing their mask are some of the black population in Miami 
and I believe they have scared them because they have um, on the buses, the transportation, you know, the Biden administration supposedly made a mandate that, that very few people could find regarding the transportation um, and, and actually being legal for them to tell people that they must wear a mask on a train, plane, or automobile. Um, but, you know, these people are having to, when they go to work, they have to um, get you know they have to get, they have to get on the bus every day so they're constantly still seeing these signs and until people like us who don't have to ride the bus um speak up then you know they're going to continue to live in that fear you know so that's what i want people to know just because you're not having to do it maybe it doesn't directly affect you that's great maybe you can help somebody else that it does directly affect okay because yeah you don't want them to lose their bus privileges because then the next thing you know they, you know, they can't get to work. But if you don't have to ride the bus, you can go. You can go to your town hall, and um, and demand to see um, the proof of the law, and you know, and why, and also ask where the money's coming from um, for the campaign. Ask where, you know, one of, one of the um, Freedom of Information Act's requests that I have done is I've asked to see um, the campaign, the RFP, what's what's called the request for proposal on the campaign as a whole so that people can um, so that we can see you know how, when was this campaign created and um, who paid for it how much did it cost and who won the bid for that campaign because advertising costs money it doesn't matter if it's public health advertising or what but that way we would have all the facts to know when this campaign was initially mentioned to our local governments that's an important thing you know because we have to stop these tyrants and it's time for us to stop the tyrants because you know people around the world do need us to stop them and the signs are on the bus and the people who ride the bus every day they do propaganda because propaganda works and the more you see the fear porn the more you buy into it because it's everywhere you keep yeah. repeating a lie, then the lie becomes truth in people's minds, right? Uh, it's it's the herd mentality. And, you know, some people hate it when we call people sheeple, but they're sheeple. I'm sorry, I'm not backing down off that one. Uh, and we need to wake up the sheeples. And listen, I know, you know, when we, we did a call the other night um, and there are people that, you know, they are genuinely afraid. Um, I, you know, I get that people are afraid and you're but, you know, are you really afraid of of losing your freedom or are you afraid? You know, what exactly are you afraid of? You know, because like Jeff, I mean, you recently went over the border. Are you going to tell your border story today? Because. I don't, I don't oh, think yeah, I don't think you told your border story yet. Yeah, I haven't told your border story yet. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll, no, we'll, you know we'll, what? We'll, we're gonna, we'll, you were gonna tell us the other day, and your uh, your that was when your battery on your computer like just went out like all of a sudden, and we lost you. Yeah, even though it was plugged in, <laughs> so uh, that was pretty strange. And the Did problems you disappeared. Also a new battery, Jeff. Didn't you also say you have a new battery and, it, and the battery just like went out? Yeah, yeah, and it was plugged in. So we were definitely getting some interference there that day. But uh, okay, and, and by the way, uh, I know Chris Wilson, the military analyst, is in the audience and he says he doesn't need to, uh, to come in. He's got a busy schedule. But Chris, if you want to pipe in on any of this stuff, you're always welcome on the show. So you can call in and I'll certainly put you on the air if you choose to do so. Uh, no pressure. Uh, you work hard for us already, 
but uh, we'd love to get your opinion on some of these things that we're talking about. Uh, but okay, to the border story, it's important uh, in some capacities, particularly for Canadians. I, I'd say it's going to chime in. And for the for the record, just so you know, I am a dual citizen. I was born in America. I have a Canadian citizenship now as well. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Watching Wall, as well for those things. Um, so I had to go down to the United States for business, and I've been holding off because you know people have been arrested, people have been put into camps and stuff like that here in Canada, and it wasn't the fear of getting into the United States that easy for me. It's getting back into Canada that was the problem, and. Here are the requirements if you do not have the jab to get back into Canada. You must get tested. You must download an app from the from the government of Canada called the Arrive Canada app, which they can trace every move that you did on your vacation or business trip. And they know about 100 feet from the border uh, who's there and that, how you've answered your questions. So you have to get tested. You have to download the Arrive Canada app, and then you have to present your 14-day quarantine plan. So I did none of these things, obviously. I'm not going to acquiesce to any of it. So what happened, I'll tell you, going down to the States first and then coming back to Canada. So I crossed uh, the Windsor-Detroit Ambassador Bridge crossing. It's one of the busiest uh, freight routes. That's the one that was blocked by the uh, blockade for some period of time back in February. And uh, it's a major, major trade route. Uh, you know, Michigan has all the auto parts and stuff, and, uh, and Ontario has a lot of auto manufacturing for the parts that go into the cars that go down to Michigan. So major, major trading spot. Anyways, I cross the... So I, I, I have a pickup truck, and I throw my suitcase into the back seat of the pickup truck. I didn't even look in the bed of the pickup truck. I have a hard tonneau cover on it. And so I drive across the border. This was my bad. And I get to the American side and, you know, I present my thing. They ask me a couple questions. Easy peasy. Buddy wants to look in the back of the pickup truck. No problem. It's unlocked. Go ahead and look. I had a, a bunch of firewood in the back of my pickup truck. And I keep firewood in there because when you own a pickup truck, when you live in a country that has snow, you typically want to put weight over your back wheels. Even if it's a four by four, it's just a good idea to have better traction. And rather than putting sandbags, which a lot of people do, I put firewood in because firewood is useful to me. I put it in there and I start draw out as we have fires and stuff during the winter. And then eventually, you know, I have a little bit of firewood left for camping or something like that. So I get to the border. And the border agent says, you cannot bring firewood into the United States. Now, bear in mind, this is about two hours before my flight. And so they pulled me over for inspection and I had to go into the office. I had to leave my phone in the truck and my keys in the truck. They quickly go through the truck, like really quick. It was good service. There's about 10 people in there, but I was first out. So they kind of gave me priority, I guess. But, you know, I came back, my hood's open and everything else, close it up. And they hand me back my passport with a note for Canadian customs that I need to go and dispose of my wood in Canada before I come back to the United States. I go over the bridge again. I get to Canada customs and I'm waiting there. Now, bear in mind what's going through the back of my mind is my plane is about two hours from taking off. 
and I don't, I am not tested. I don't have the Arrive Canada app, and I'm certainly not quarantining because I'm planning on going back to the United States. I get to the off to the border officer. I hand him my passport. I hand him the note from U.S. Customs. And the guy looks at me and he laughs. Oh, you cannot bring wood in the United States. He tells me, go to McDonald's. They have a bin. Dump it there. Go back. <laughs> so I didn't go to McDonald's and dump it in the bin. I found a little park and uh, and dumped the wood. I go back across the border. I go to the same border guy. He looks in the back of the truck, lets me in. I catch my flight. Everything's fine. When I come back from my flight and I'm going to the border, uh, this was interesting. And actually, I didn't tell you this part, Christy. Uh, before, like right before the duty-free store, so right before you go across the bridge, uh, there were four U.S. Customs agents with guns in the roadway. This is going to Canada, right? Uh, four U.S. Customs agents stopping every car armed. And uh, and asking what you're doing, <laughs> you know, I go to I'm going to Canada. <laughs> you know, what else would I be doing here? Anyways, couple questions. They let me go by. I go across the bridge, and I get to Canada Customs. I pull up to Canada Customs, and they asked me, um, you know, how long I was in the states, what I was in the states for. I gave my answers, and then she asked me. How come you do not have the Arrive Canada app? And I said, well, quite honestly, because I have trouble with it. And then so she asked, well, trouble how? Trouble with the technology or something else? And I decided at that moment to be 100% honest with her. And I looked her in the eye and I said, I refuse to put a Government of Canada tracking app on my phone. And she looked back at me and she said, I 100% agree, sir. Have a nice day. Wow. See? So. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing, Jeff. And, and, I, and, I, and I should have preempted that. As you're approaching the border, there's all kinds of signs. You must have this app. You mu- so there's no way you couldn't have seen these signs coming up to the border. They're just trying to rule by fear. And and again, this is word magic. Just because it has the Government of Canada logo, and just because they have all these things warning, you know, don't do this, or does not mean it supersedes your God-given rights. And now I have another friend, Natasha, who's a fellow Canadian, uh, who came across the border the next day. She got hassled a bit more than I did. Um, but they, they waived the fine apparently for her and, you know, they gave her some test kits, which she immediately threw in the garbage. Uh, I hope Natasha doesn't mind me sharing this story, but, um, you know, but she did get across and everything's fine. Um, but you know, I guess if, if there's one thing I could say about this, uh, maybe I just did get the right border guard. Maybe, you know, there's a whole bunch of ifs I get it, but I'll tell you something. I had a lot of people praying for me. And Jeff, I think we lost you for a second. Jeff, you faded out for just a second. So will you repeat the last thing that you just said? You had a lot of people praying for you and then we lost you. I think we've lost Jeff. There's a chance I did have any hassles or anything like that. I would say, listen, I still had people praying for me and that was God's will. So 
you know, I was willing to go either way. And if it was God's will that I went into one of these camps and stuff like that and was made an example of, look, look, uh, you know, uh, his apostles <laughs> all went through this. The disciples of Christ have gone through it for centuries. You know, um, I was willing to go through that as well. Although I will admit I had uh, constitutional lawyers on both sides of the border uh, on speed dial ready to go. And I was ready to create an international incident right there at the border if they were going to do anything. So that was kind of my plan. That's awesome, Jeff. Well, listen, I mean, the thing is, you know, if we imagine if everyone that went through the border just even one day decided that they were not going to comply. But, you know, I mean, what are the border agents going to do? You know, there's a lot more of us than there even are of them. And the majority of them agree with us, you know, so. You know, I bet they, I, I mean, if I were one of them, I've tried to put myself like in their place. And I believe that the majority, not, not all, okay, but the majority do not believe in what they're being told to do. And yes, I understand it is a risk. It absolutely is a risk. But if nobody ever risks anything, what are you going to gain? I mean, that's, that's all I can say is what are you going to gain if you never risk anything? Well, what was interesting is, uh, is last night I had my nephew over and, uh, my nephew is a cop and, uh, you know, a year ago cops were, and he was, he was never a bad guy. He's really wants to serve the community. He's a really good, good guy, good cop. He's exactly what you want as a cop. But uh, a year ago, the cops were really bad and they were enforcing these illegal things and stuff like that. But, uh, what, what he was telling me last night, he goes, Man, when we when we have some off time, all the cops are talking about this stuff right now. They're all talking about the World Economic Forum. They're all talking about so the cops are waking up, which is an answer to prayer because I maintain the police are the seat. They're the key. If the if we can't get the police on our side, we're in trouble. Uh, we need the police. We really, really do. Um, you know, to because they're the ones who have the right to enforce and. And I was talking to him. I said, listen, you know, your, uh, your body cam and stuff like that. And some of them just have body mics. But I said, this is, your, this is your weapon. Because if you get orders from a sergeant or something like that, and who's all, who are all Masons, of course, you know, the top guys, the superintendents of that are all going to be Masons. It's in every police department. That's the way they've ensured their system and the judges and everything else. But if you have that, and they're giving you an, something that goes against the law, it goes against your Bill of Rights, it goes against your Constitution, as a cop, you use that body cam against your sergeant and say, no, I will not take an illegal order. Yeah, exactly. And also, I also say not, a, not only just the body cam, Jeff, because they can manipulate. I mean, listen, I've been in situations personally where, um, there were re records erased off of a 911 system in Hall County, Georgia, um, by the sheriff who was, you know, high up in the Masons. And, um, you know, that is one reason I actually had to leave Georgia. A lot of people do not know this. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they have a lot of power, but you also have your phone camera and I say use multiples of them. If you have an old phone too because you know just in case they're able to get into one phone have a backup of another 
and record them. You know, I record every time I'm speaking to police officers, they know I'm recording them just like they're recording me. So we can actually have a conversation and it be a legal factual conversation because they know that, you know, as much as I'm on their body cam, when I'm speaking to them about a situation, um, you know, if I have to call, you know, regarding anything that occurs, you know, for the construction project going on, the Russian construction project going on outside of my house, um, you know, there is always a way to, to get them on your side. You know, um, but another thing I do is, you know, I, I do back the blue because I have a lot of family and law enforcement and, um, you know, I'll let them know that, you know, like, hey, I'll back the blue, man. You're, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. You know, you guys have a tough job here. You're underpaid, you know, like talk to them like humans. And, um, but also, you know, at the same time, let them know, you know, you can't do this. You're going to be breaking the law. You know what happened in World War II? You know what happens in crimes, uh, trials against humanity? When you commit crimes against humanity, because did you know a lot of the, a lot of them don't even know like that this um, this V is um, nothing but a bioweapon. You know they don't know that it's that it's not even um, approved by the FDA. They really think it is. They really think it's approved by the FDA. So they're real. You know that's one of the things that really shocks them. And then one of my other favorite things to do is to send them. Um, Benjamin, I forget his last name, but he was the, um, he's like 101 now. He's the trial attorney for Nuremberg. And um, he did an interview about two years ago. And he basically like talks to, you know, people in charge and saying, you know, just don't, you know, don't do these things because people went down for, you know, in, in military tribunals that very few people knew about at the time. And, and I know people like, I think I've said this before, people, I know people that lived in Nuremberg, graduated from Nuremberg High School, and never, like, even until like two years ago, didn't know that there was a such thing as the Nuremberg trials. I mean, so, so it, it is shocking to me what we know, what we don't know, everybody knows something different. And what's the one thing they want to keep us from doing? Speaking about it. Well, and the, the one thing about the Nuremberg trials, again, that was another kind of a false dichotomy because it was only the low-hanging fruit that got uh, taken down. I think there was a total of eleven high, you know, high figures that were taken down in that, and uh, you know, the rest of them were all shipped to the United States, Canada, Europe, and Australia. That's going on. And by the way, I don't want to leave out Australia. It just popped into my head because they got their elections going on right now as well. And uh, there's all kinds of videos being posted on digs and stuff with the election fraud that's going on there. Uh, we got to keep our eyes on Australia because Australia, uh, even more than Canada, even though Canada is really bad, but these are like the testing grounds for the cabal where they have lockdown. But Australia even more because they're even more embedded with China. Uh, although, you know, uh, the Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau does his best to suck up to China, but they, you know, they still call him little potato. Um, you know, they don't give him a lot of respect. No, literally she called him little potato. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. And, and you know what the, isn't it the prime minister of Australia that just came out and said that, you know, this was a trial and that everybody was compliant. I mean, I mean, they are not only, not only are they doing it, but they are really, exposing and telling everybody about it yeah and he's on video just from last week also saying that uh you know he was one of the ones suggesting 
that the World Health Organization gets all of these powers. So, you know, uh, and no doubt they're they're rigging the elections there. Uh, people of Australia are hardy people, man. I love the people of Australia. That's a place where I would where I would have considered moving before this pandemic and the way that it's been locked down. There, you know, they've the people have endured much, at least in certain parts of Australia. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you, Australians are some of the best people in the world, and uh, our hearts and our prayers are with you always uh, through this. Yes, absolutely. So, Jeff, we're we're gonna have to sign off here because we've got um, this breaking news to do, and hopefully, what do you guys think? You think Jeff should go live with it, or Jeff? I mean. Does the audience have any weigh-in? Are we doing it at 2 o'clock? Yeah. They confirm. Oh, yeah, that's in okay, 3 well, I won't have time to set up the live then, uh, but I'll have time to set up a record. But okay. I will put it out okay. right after. I will put it out today uh, as a bonus interview. How's that? We're not going to hold on to it. All yeah. right, we better sign off. Where are they going to – Jeff, where should they find it? Where Where can they find it? Obviously on Podbean, Rumble – um Podbean, yeah. Rumble, Odyssey. Yeah, and you guys, can you make sure that you're 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 subscribed to the Rumble channel and that you like the video and you comment to let us know because something I believe is happening on Rumble. I don't know. I'm I'm wondering if Rumble might be a bought out something because yesterday it was showing like I knew that like I had over twelve comments from twelve different people and it was still showing that we had twelve views on rumble and i did confirm with people that they had watched it on rumble and not on facebook and... on rumble it's it's unexplainable okay it'll be at like 700 then it'll go down to 200 it's the weirdest thing same with our subscriptions our subscriptions were up 500 uh, you know and then you know then it went down like, there's no way 500 people subscribed and then unsubscribed it just does, doesn't happen yeah, it's very strange. So if you guys can let us know that you're watching it there by just commenting, that would be awesome. And giving it a rumble. And uh, and we'll put it out on Podbean as well. Hey, listen, thanks, everyone. Thank you, Christy. Thank you, Chris, for being in the audience. Thank you, Misty. Thank you, Watching Wall. Uh, don't forget Saturday Night Sermon, Singapore Prayer Celebration. And if you are a patriot, go to mylibertystand.com right now and sign up. You don't want to miss this wave that we're on right now. I'm telling you, there's something really special happening, uh, and we will get to you. We're just switching our software right now, so there might be a one- or two-day delay, but we will get to each and every one of you. God bless you. Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community.